The one thing I would love to do is to find a cure for food allergies. Hi, I'm Matt McKee. I created Cherry Bomb and the Sweet Blast series of limited edition photos with the mission to start conversations in the room about the bigger topics of food, art, and sustainability. This podcast is the companion piece to that project where I get to share with you some of the discussions that Sweet Blast has inspired. Today, I'm talking with Stacey Roberts, a professional artist with over 25 years of experience. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun, I think. (laughs) You have a series that I'm uh, very interested in exploring, but first, I want to get a little bit more information about who you are. You've been doing art now for 25 years. Were you always a painter? I've always wanted to paint. It's something, actually, I recently looked at my old baby book. It actually said what do you want to be when you grow up? And it says, I want to be an artist. And it said something like, I can color between the lines. So I know I can be an artist. Oh, wow. And of course, now that we're artists, we pride ourselves on coloring outside the lines. Exactly. Exactly. So I laughed at that. But um, yeah, I wanted to study art in college, but it wasn't really encouraged. So um, (laughs) I... I decided to get a degree in something else. And then as soon as I graduated, I decided to take classes, do art, and I started painting on a weekly basis. And then here I am. Oh, wow. Still doing it. So you got a degree and then you went out into the world, had a traditional job, I assume? Had a traditional job in finance. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I got my Series 7 and 63 and worked at a at a investment firm. So I did that, which was fun, but it wasn't my passion. And then, um, but I continued to paint this whole time. So it was always, I always continued to be creative. Okay. So would you say that having the financial background helped you to understand the business side of being an artist? The business side of being an artist is so challenging because, so yes, in answer to your question, yes and no, but artists just want to paint. They just want to do their craft, but there's so much other stuff you have to do, the business side that isn't that much fun because you're not being creative. You're not doing your thing and it it does kind of get in the way. (laughs) I'd rather just focus on painting and that's the biggest thing, like finding time to paint and not thinking, okay, I need to do this part to get my business going and I've only recently really started focusing on my art career this year. Where oh, wow. I said, you know what? I mean, I've sold pieces over the year, but it's never been, I've been a full-time mom and, you know, raising my kids. So I've been busy. And then this year I'm like, you know what? People have been asking me for my art and to sell. So I finally said, you know what? Let's see what happens. And I've been extremely busy. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> the last, yeah. I've, I've now working on my 12 piece and I'm selling. Wow. So I've sold 12 pieces since January which is pretty cool. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. I assume that earlier on you were doing a little bit of selling, like when you got out of school and things like that, but it wasn't. A little bit. Like, well, actually, this is kind of funny. One of my first jobs out of college, I worked for this great guy and he said he loved art. He's like, I'm coming over. I want to see your art. I'm going to buy something. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> he came over to my apartment and he bought a piece of art had it professionally framed and that was it. He was like my first, you know, once you sell a piece of art, you're a professional. So <laughs> I sold my first piece Fantastic. <laughs> and, and you got to name your price. Like once you name your price, that's your price. Like you don't want to undersell or oversell. So he bought a yeah. piece and, um, 
And then I did a couple of small things for some friends, but nothing like I always was uncomfortable about saying, oh, this is how much my art, you know, this is how much it is. Like mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable with that, but now I'm comfortable with, you know, what I'm doing. So because I'm focused on it. Yeah. And so. and to to do something full time, all of a sudden you need, you do need to take into account the uh, well the accounting side of it. And right. think about, right. you know, if you're painting for six months on a painting, at the end of the day, you've got to recoup that time somehow. Right. I mean, and art materials and just painting, it just takes a lot. It's time, money. It's a lot of, yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> it goes yeah. into art supplies. But you got to get the right stuff. And so it's fun, though. I love it. I actually first hung out my shingle as a photographer after realizing just how much this is back at the film and uh, processing days, but just how much I was spending on film and processing just to go photograph for myself and was like, Oh, this is going to take more than a full-time job to, to pay off what I'm spending on this stuff. So, yeah. So I went onto your site and um, I think I was familiar with your work a little bit earlier. And at that point I had seen the Hershey's hug you had created and uh, I was drawn to it and just loved the stylistic way it was put together. And for me, it's always about a concept underneath whether or not the artist intends for the concept, but we all see stories in Mm -hmm. images we see. And then I saw two days ago, I guess it was, I went back on and saw the sugar daddy, which brought me, (laughs) brought me right back to, you know, fifth grade running around with Peter Ham, my best friend at the time, running over to Newstead's uh, grocery store and grabbing sugar daddies and running around on a sugar high. What is the driving (laughs) force behind why you decided to uh, paint these candies, these, these food pieces? I remember thinking, I didn't know what to paint. I just thought, you know what, I want to paint there's always Hershey kisses in my house. There's always Oreos because my son has food allergies and those are the things that he can eat. He can eat Hershey kisses. He eats Oreos. He likes Lay's potato chips. Wait, 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 hang on a second here. So, so with his food allergies, he, he comes home and has a dinner or a lunch of, of a plate of Oreos. (laughs) Where do I sign up for this food allergy? Exactly. I know he's a pretty lucky kid. He gets to eat a lot of Oreos and I don't care. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, he, well, some of the other things that he can eat wouldn't really make a great painting, but um, we <laughs> <Okay>. always, have, <laughs> so with food allergies, you got to always watch out for cross contamination or like once a bag is open and someone else puts their hands in it, he's not going to eat it. So okay. the nice thing about a Hershey kiss, it's all wrapped into one little piece of candy. So it's always protected. And then until you're ready to eat it, so we can, it was easy to carry around. And when you're a little kid and you, you see other kids having cake and ice cream and pizza parties and you can't eat anything, oh, wow. I always packed him the Oreos or the Hershey kisses. So that's what he got to eat. Oh. So he went to many birthday parties, not eating one thing. Because pizza, he's allergic to garlic, and that's in like most pizza sauces. Oh my gosh! And then the cake, he's allergic to eggs and nuts. You never know if there's cross contamination with nuts. So yeah. <clears throat> we just avoided that. Like, knock on wood, I don't have any allergies, and my family doesn't have any allergies. But my wife is a teacher, so they actually had to basically ban snacks in the classroom because you right. never knew if you know last period somebody came in with a peanut butter cup and the next kid who comes in there is has an allergy to peanuts and or whatever and is in right. trouble and that's yeah that i mean my scary. son touched a surface when he was little and then you know must have put his finger in his mouth and he had a reaction to that and then i later found out that someone was eating tree nuts at that table Oh, wow. You know, in a club that we were at. So I just have to be super careful. Yeah. Now, uh, you shared with me earlier that he's a senior now? He's a senior. My goodness. 
And uh, obviously kids who grow up having to alter their behavior and monitor their Mm -hmm. behavior, which is something that kids are notorious for not being able to do very well. I I assume that he has a slightly different outlook on life. Definitely. He has to be mature about a lot of things. And that's the other piece. Like he's going to college, so I have to call the colleges that he got accepted to and find out what is your plan for somebody with food allergies. And some schools are a lot better than others, for Mm. sure. And they put in a huge effort. That's definitely a deciding factor. No doubt. For sure. Yeah, I know. Most people are just worried about their kid going to school and being on their own. I have to worry about, okay, what's my kid going to eat? Because literally every meal, every snack, everything that he consumes is well thought out. Even when we go on trips, we bring our own toaster oven sometimes. Oh, wow. (laughs) We're those weird people that bring their own toaster oven. But we need it, you know. <laughs> this this actually goes to a, a conversation I was having with a friend of mine earlier about perspective that, you know, we all have our own perspective and we look upon other people who are behaving different, differently than we are. And from our perspective, it's weird behavior. But mm-hmm. from your perspective and his perspective, having a toaster oven there that is not cross-contaminated with anything that is clean, that, that he knows where everything is going is a matter of life and death. Exactly. That's perspective. <laughs> hmm. Sorry. Went deep I there mean, for Even before Corona, we were washing our hands like crazy. So we were those, you know, if I touch something, I'm like, I got to wash my hands. If I make something from it, I got to make sure the surfaces are all clean. You know, so I've already, you know, I was prepared for Corona before Corona. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's interesting. So uh, like the Sweet Blast series, there's a concept behind it. And the, basically the concept came first and, and kind of drove the series. And it sounds like it is doing it. Do you have a name for your series, I should ask? I named them the Kiss My Art series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love punny names. Definitely. Awesome. So that's my... <laughs> My kiss theory. <laughs> That's wonderful. As you add more things like the sugar daddy and things like that, do you see it, the, the series going in a different direction or is this like a separate, a slightly tangential series? Yeah, it sort of veered off into some other things. Well, so Tootsie Roll is a local family here. So we grew up going to the Tootsie Roll house for Halloween or I grew up oh going God. there and then I took my kids there. It's always a very big deal at the Tootsie Roll house. They give out like giant bags of can, like pretty much like everything you would collect for the whole, you know, street. They give you one giant bag and all of their candies are actually allergy safe. There's no nuts in there. So he can eat any of the Tootsie Roll candies. Holy cow. So that's (laughs) That's kind of interesting. Yeah. (laughs) You don't really think about it when you're like, you know, Halloween was always this, oh, like we have to go get candy that he's allergic to. So we would just go to people's houses oh, and wow. trick or treat. We're like, okay, don't oh, give us man. any candy. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, can we give you a, sh-? well, I mean, when we trick or treat in my neighborhood, for some reason, they're like, oh, let me give you a t-shirt or let me give you some money or something. <laughs> well, it, it depends so on his perspective. If he's getting cash on Halloween, man, that's, uh, so. that's not too bad. Well, as far as UNICEF box, but still like they probably gave him a little extra um, but someone did give him a t-shirt that was kind of fun. He's like, wait, you can't have any candy. Wait, let me get you a t-shirt. It was like from their company or something. And they gave him a t-shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to pull open the drawer. Yeah. Let me run up to the bedroom real quick. <sighs> yeah. So, but Tootsie Roll, um, yeah. So I, I started painting a lot of the Tootsie Roll stuff because it's all nut free and safe. And they've got a whole thing on their website about being allergy, you know, the aller, the top allergies 
that people can have. They're safe with that. Wow. How would you describe your style? I want it to be real looking, but I don't want it. I want it to look like art. You know, I'm not trying to make it look like a photograph, but I want it to, I just want to make these candies pretty. Like they just, I want, you know, I want to look at it and be like, wow, this is beautiful. Like the foils on Hershey Kisses, like just the, the light reflecting and all that stuff. It's just so pretty. So people don't, most people like will just eat a candy and not even look at the wrapper, but the wrapper, somebody designed those wrappers and I think they're pretty cool. So I like to keep it colorful and fun and I want people to look at it. And again, like look at it and be like, oh my God, I remember when I was a kid, I love those candies or I still like those candies or I want a bag of chips. <laughs> it's so funny today, my son... <laughs> I painted him the bag of Lay's and I was going to put it in his room. And then he's like, I don't want that in my room. I'm like, okay. And today he was leaving the house and he looked at the bag of chips. He's like, you know, in, in the expiration date, I put his birth date. Oh, wow. And he's, but he never noticed that. He's like, mom, this has my birth date on it. I'm like, yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> it was for you. <laughs> and Lay's potato chips oh, are like gosh. one of those chips that he can eat. The plain Lay's potato chips. You can't have garlic. You can't have any flavors. You can't have Doritos. Mm -hmm. So. So is, is he now displaying it in his room? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was just earlier today. So I don't know what's going to. I mean, he's got his. He's very. Um. He has a certain paintings in his room that he likes. He wants to keep everything, likes everything a certain way. One of the things I bring up periodically throughout as I've, I've been doing these interviews is, is to talk about food. I'm a huge fan of food, obviously, between my series. And, and uh, if this was video, you would see that I've um, the COVID-35, I think that somebody <laughs> said. Um, yeah, we're pretty close there. But I always wonder, you know, at the end of the day, I, I go looking for comfort food. I obviously don't have the same restrictions that you do in your household. But what do you go looking for at the end of a, a day in the studio where you're either working on a painting or, or working on selling your work? Mm -hmm. What do, would you pull out of the cabinet? I love dark chocolate. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like chocolate. Um, yeah, sometimes I do eat some of his kisses because they're I have them kind of all over the house, and I do eat Oreos because I've always liked Oreos. Yeah, I'm not a. It's funny because I I don't have a sweet tooth. <laughs> I don't know. Wait a I minute. Eat. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm calling BS on that one. I really don't. I don't eat sweets. I have no cavities. Wow. I grew up with a, my dad's a dentist. And it's so funny. I actually remember um, growing up, my parents had candy all over the house. Like my mom would have like bowls of candy and M&Ms and different things. And I would have friends come over like, how are you not eating all of those? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, they're just always here, you know, like, well, I don't eat those. <laughs> but they were like diving into their, into the you know, how do you have candy everywhere and not eat it? That's never been my thing <laughs> to eat sweets, but I love them. <laughs> I love yeah. the way they look, Wow! but I don't That's, crave uh, them. Willpower. No, I just okay. don't crave them. It's not like not what I would choose. Yeah. Eat. Well, what would you choose? <laughs> well, ever since I was a kid, I always like salads. <laughs> okay. I eat a lot of vegetables I, and salad. I just, I just remember my dad was actually sort of like a health nut back before people even were health conscious. Like I just remember him, I would watch the way he, he ate and I just liked, he always made salads and I always ate salads. 
Wow. Okay. My favorite thing to eat. I would go to uh, birthday parties and not eat the cake. And the parents would go to my mom and say, is she okay? I didn't see her eat any cake. Is she feeling okay? (laughs) That's interesting. Wow. I have been trying to eat more salads, but back, back in the seventies and eighties, when I was growing up, the idea of salad at that point was Italian dressing and iceberg lettuce. And very quickly that was no offense to those people out there who like iceberg lettuce, but it always seemed to me like I was eating cold, wet plastic <laughs> and, and I had just had a brittle crunch in it, but otherwise had nothing else to it. Uh, so a, a go-to salad for you might in, what, what would be the base? Oh, well, I love butter lettuce. Ooh. Yeah. Butter lettuce is yeah. really good. Um, okay. That's your base. That's my base. I love avocados, nuts, not, I don't, oh, yeah. the only nuts I have in my house are almonds because that's the one nut that he's testing not positive for. So they want to do a challenge with the almonds, but he's like, I don't really have time because it's like a whole four hour, like you have to be in the doctor's office for like four hours and like eat a little bit of, you eat a microscopic thing and then they do the blood pressure and then they do all this stuff and watch you and then you do another little piece. So it's like (laughs) like four hours in the doctor's office. He's like, I'm not even going to eat almonds. (laughs) Four hours of boredom for a 17, 18 year old. Yeah, that, yeah. that's uh, that's a challenge. So, um, yeah. Just mentally alone. So almonds. Okay. I love almonds. I love like some kind of protein like salmon or chicken or turkey. Um, some tomatoes, cucumbers, you know, just the usual stuff. You do eat healthy though. My goodness. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is that boring? That's maybe that's why. No, no. As an artist and observing other artists, one of the things I've noticed is that, and I'm I'm sure I'm not the first to have noticed this, but our mission that we've taken on for ourselves is to take a look at the world and look at things that other people are not looking at. Like you were saying earlier about the Hershey's Kisses, where they're not even looking at the packaging, they're just popping the things in the mouth Mm -hmm. and explore the beauty within that explore the fact that this was something that was created that was designed that was i'm not sure you could say an assembly line of of hershey's kisses would necessarily be you know each individually cared for kind of thing but at the same time there's attention that went into it and deserves some recognition i think right um and that's what i do with my photography and it, and certainly that's what you do with your art from what i've seen yeah definitely i mean just most people don't look at like an oreo cookie and look at the edges and look them look on the mm. top and see all the, the the design on top even they just like <laughs> i don't know everyone eats oreos differently but <laughs> but they don't really there's look a reason for each one of those little notches in that, exactly. in that cookie for whether it's you know a cooking thing or a design thing but you did uh make a point there that i have to follow up on how do you eat your oreos <laughs> well I eat them all different ways, but I used to, when I was a kid, I used to like twist them open and then like scrape off all the inside with my teeth and and then eat the cookie (laughs) and eat the inside. Yeah. So I do like Oreos and my favorite ice cream is coffee Oreo ice cream. That's my favorite. I know what I'm getting this weekend. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I love that too. Nothing better than that. I've been asking this question of everyone because I've always been fascinated by the answers. If you could go back and talk to that young artist, just got your degree in, in uh, finance and we're going out in the world and started taking art classes or finished the art class. Let's mm-hmm. go to that point. And you were just hanging out your shingle and showing people your work. What would you say to yourself? Believe in yourself 
and do what you love and don't give up. I think that's awesome. <laughs> because I've always like questioned, I mean, artists are really hard on themselves because, you know, we're our own worst critics. We'll look at something like this is not good enough. Even though somebody might come over and like, oh my God, I love that. I want that. I'm not even done with that yet. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <Yep. laughs> it still needs a lot of work, but we are worth critics. And, we, and it's putting our, our heart and soul into each painting. And you want them so bad. You want people to appreciate it and like it just as much as you. And I've never done commissions before until this year. And I'm so nervous. I'm like, God, I hope they love what I put together because sometimes they're just giving me a little bit of an idea. Like, okay, they kind of want this and I kind of want that. And just, you just, you do your thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I hear that. Just, just do, do your do thing. Your There's 72,000 <laughs> different ways of doing this. And I like, love them all. And then when I showed to them and then, and I mean, I've luckily I've had all really great response. Like, Oh my God, I love it. Or it's even better than I could have imagined. And I'm literally giving mm. no direction. I mean, little direction, but like, Oh yeah, just do your thing. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> but it's, it's, it actually sounds like pushed you're doing me. Well. it's pushed me to yeah. be better. And especially when someone is commissioning me or, you know, paying for my art, I want it to be really good. I mean, I've been painting yeah. for myself all these years and just like, I've painted my kids. I've painted lots of personal things and I know, okay, no one's going to look at it and say, I don't like that because they're not buying it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It's pretty rewarding that, you know, over the years people have said to me, I want to buy, I want to buy something. When are you going to sell? Let me know. And then when you do say, okay, I'm selling and someone actually does buy something, you're like, Oh, so they weren't just saying that. <laughs> they actually yeah. Want my oh, stuff. that's a great feeling. So it feels that's good. A great it feels good, but it, it definitely um, is pushing me to be better at what I do. Last question I've got for you. Another kind of loaded question. Looking forward now, 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years. <laughs> yeah. What is your legacy? Um, hmm. <laughs> With my art, hopefully it will sell for a lot of money when I'm long gone. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that means you don't get to spend no, the reward now. My kids get it. No. Um, there you go. But it's a long, God, that's hard to say. Um, I mean, I hope like years down the road people are like wow what is it what even is a sugar daddy they don't even have those anymore or maybe they do but they don't have them every like i feel like sugar daddies are only at specialty stores now you can't get them everywhere and certain candies maybe some kids haven't seen so yeah. maybe they'll look back and be like wow she was really ahead of her time <laughs> That could be a whole nother series, actually, to do uh, historic candy bars over the years. Right. Because like, there's been a lot of them that have, you know, not passed the test of uh, of commerce and have disappeared, but so were classics of the The heart 20s. candies. You remember the heart, can the um, conversation yeah. heart. So that company yeah. is no, I don't think you can get those. I mean, other companies have, are doing them, but the, the originator of them. So I did a heart candy painting, but I did my own sayings. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it on my website, but um, I call it sure. the teen conversation heart. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so they said stuff like Gucci or like the things kids say, <laughs> <laughs> or one of them said send nudes because, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, around. I'm so old. That's my uh, no one's asking me to send nudes. So, 
It happens. Yeah. I mean, I got to be really careful with uh, social media, you know, my kids, just educating your kids. But that when I was painting that, I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this is what kids say to each other. So I call it my teen conversation heart painting. So it's not the official. <laughs> and what's kind of interesting is that to me, the observation I see is that the market for that, the market for a painting to begin with generally tends to trend toward, you know, the 30 and above crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes because of, of the price points, mm-hmm. because of how much time it takes to do one of these things. And yet these are the people also who would be interested in something like that as they're trying to recapture and trying to stay with the times and with the trends and things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that might be I did get help from my daughter. I'm like, what should I put on all these hearts? And she's, She's the one that gave me all the, the things to put on there. It's, how old is your daughter? <laughs> well, now she's 16, but I did the painting a number of years ago, well, maybe four years ago. So okay. right in the middle of like all <laughs> She's way ahead of her time. She's one of the most uh, mature old souls. She's super emotionally intelligent. This, I mean, she's very intelligent in general, but emotionally intelligent way beyond her years. Your kids are going to listen to this and say, mom, what are you buttering me up for? <laughs> I'm a very concept based person. I, I know what I'm going to be photographing before I even get to the studio. I know exactly what I want to do. And I talk to a lot of artists, especially the abstract artists. They're like, no, I just sit down and, and it's free flow. And I have, I just, I'm looking at them horrified. I, I couldn't do that. Don't give me a blank canvas. A lot of people don't understand. You you um, spend a lot of time preparing for what you're going to paint. You don't just sit down and like start. I mean, I don't. I, I have a whole plan and then I set up pictures and try to make it look pretty. And then I'm like, okay, this is what I want to paint. A lot of people that are interested in my art want to know my process. How did you think of that? And what made you, you know, well, I mean, the number one question how long did it take you to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I get mm-hmm. that all the time. I'm like, I don't know. Like it took me 50 years because I've been doing this process for that long and it had a, it's all cumulative. <laughs> it took me 50 years. Absolutely. This is how I'm going to paint. I mean, but I do have ideas going through my, I, I've got paintings that I want to do. I just don't have the time yet. Like they're in the queue. <laughs> so. I have, uh, I have about 20 sketchbooks up here that are filled up from back to 1986 that are filled with ideas that I, if, if I ever get bored, I can go back and mine it. But so far I've never been bored. So, uh, um, that's good. I know that very sometimes well. Sometimes you can get yeah. artist block. Like I felt like I had artist block when I wasn't focused a hundred percent on art you know, doing a million other things. Like I've got my kids, I've got this, I've got so much going on and I didn't have time to like just sit and think like, what am I going to do? And now the ideas Mm -hmm. are just like flowing. Like I'll just be sitting with my daughter (laughs) and I'm like, Oh, I know what I'm going to (laughs) do. And I'm like, I I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go to the candy store. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) And then my kids go, So I would come home with stuff like from CVS. Like I'd go and like, and, Eight in the morning, I'd be buying bags and bags of candy, and people would be looking at me in line, like, "What's wrong with this girl?" Like, it's nine in the morning, and she needs like all this candy. It's not Halloween. It's not anything. And then I come home with the bags. My kids know I don't eat candy. They're like, "Oh, is that for for art?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> so, I'm so including this in this. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! I know. I, That's wonderful. I went to Dairy Joy. This is actually funny. I went to Dairy Joy. 
at like nine in the morning because I'm like, I want to paint an ice cream cone, but I got to get the ice cream cone and I got to photograph it and this whole thing. And they were closed. I didn't know <laughs> they didn't open. And the guy's like, well, I'm like, I just need an ice cream cone. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Come on in. And an ice cream cone for me. <laughs> Left at like nine in the morning with the ice cream cone. I'm like, if anyone sees me, they're going to not believe I'm at the ice cream, you know, Dairy Joy at nine in the morning. So. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I know. It's really oh funny. That was yeah. always fun when I bring those home. The kids are like, yeah, yeah art. <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> So many things you can do in the name of art. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Thanks for checking in with Cherry Bomb, the podcast, the companion piece to Sweet Blast, which can be found at theartofmattmckee.com. If you liked this podcast and want to support what we do, it is as simple as mashing the like button and leaving us a short review in your podcast listening app. Share it to your Facebook feed or on Twitter. Anything you can do to help us get the word out will help us to grow and make this podcast stronger. If you have questions, suggestions, or comments, please feel free to drop me a line at matt at mckeephotography.com. Today's guest can be found at stacyrobertsart.com. Cherry Bomb the Podcast is produced by me with consulting help from Suzanne and Canvas Fine Arts. Thanks for listening and let's start the conversation.